What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely, nay, sexy Kinston, North Carolina. Guys, we made it. It's finally Friday. Keith Spence, it's finally Friday. We made it. It's Friday, March the 1st in the year of our Lord 2024. March the 1st. Man, we're already two months into 2024. Time's flying. This is episode 1034 of the Brian Hanks Show. That's right, 1034 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something. We have a great show for you, but boy, is it jam-packed. It is going to be awesome. Again, we're going to be a little rearranged from our uh, our typical Friday. As you know, we had Paul Whittington on yesterday. He's typically our Friday guest. So yes, I spent all day yesterday after having him on the show thinking, oh my God, it's Friday. Yay. No, I really didn't. But it kind of felt like that though. Well, today we're going to have our good friend and sales executive to the stars, uh, Jason Bryant. He'll be joining us uh, about, uh, I don't know, it, it, it wavers 35, 40 minutes into this first hour or so. He'll be joining us uh, here to uh to talk a little bit about uh everything that's going on in our neck of the woods but again uh he graciously swapped his spot with uh paul whittington yesterday since uh paul uh had some national guard duties today so jason will be coming in here to the plush well lit well protected very good smelling uh (laughs) studio slash office yes i'm adding more adjectives to uh our studio here on whitehall drive but uh, excited to have him in here uh, as the, uh, like I said, he's a WRNS sales executive to the stars. So very excited to have him in here. Uh, although it, it'll, it'll feel like a Thursday, but it's a Friday and it's the first day of the month. So all the, you add all that together, it's going to be a lot of fun. Listen, that's uh, Jason, but it is a Rendell Parrot Academy day here, spring sports day here on the Brian Hanks show. You know, we did South Lenore yesterday and I've got to tell you, man, you talk about bringing the ratings. How about Madison Lee Harvey and Paul Novicki to this point? Uh, so yesterday, February 29th, our most listened to show in the calendar year of 2024 to this point was uh, those two joining me yesterday. That's right, Scott Whittington. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> he has no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, hey, uh, yesterday was South Lenore Day. Parrot Academy, it's your turn. You're on the clock. Let's see how we do uh, today because uh, making her inaugural debut here on the show is the head coach of the Parrot Academy softball team, Kristen Beeman. She will be joining us. Uh, She has been the – thank you, Coach Beeman. Uh, She has been the head uh, softball coach at Parrot Academy since the 2017 season. 
Uh, and again, it's going to be her first visit to the show. Very excited to have her on. Uh, they were nine and nine in 2023. They opened their season today at home versus Eastern Wayne. So, uh, that should be pretty exciting. She'll be joining us. In fact, she'll be joining us before Jason even gets in here in about 20 minutes or so. Then Jason later on this hour and then kicking off our second hour. <sighs> it's going to be bittersweet. Uh, we're going to be joined for the final time this basketball season by Winston-Salem State junior point guard Isaac Parson <coughs> for his final NIL visit of the season, TGIF with IP. It's the final TGIF with IP of the season with uh, with Isaac. As you know, we reported it, uh, well, I guess, a couple of days ago now. They're, uh, the Rams got upset in the uh, CIAA tournament up in Baltimore. Uh, just so many high expectations. Really thought they were, you know, they were de the defending champs. And I really thought they were going to make another run at it. But, hey, that's what happens. Upsets happen. And uh, we'll be talking to him, like I said, our final visit of the season. Man, I've got some good questions for him, too. Uh, I uh, was talking to Danny Rice last night. Uh, we were at the ECU men's basketball game. Ugh. More on that in a moment. But uh, just wonder where he's going to be, if he's going to be back at Winston-Salem State next year. If he's going to be, uh, he's got another year of eligibility and he finishes up his degree uh, here in May. So uh, going to see if maybe he's headed back to the Rams. Is he going to be uh, trying to go to a D1 uh, program? Thank you, Linda. Uh, and just try, just see what his future is going to be. Uh, just very interesting. I know a lot of people around here are wondering about that. And I uh, can't wait to talk to him about that. But like I said, it's going to be a bittersweet visit, our final visit of the uh, of the season with uh with Isaac Parson. So uh ba -ba 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 -ba. he uh again he'll be joining us to kick off our second hour. Uh but that's not all. It, like I said, it's Parrot Academy Day here on the show. We're gonna be joined by one of our favorite people here uh on the show is Parrot Academy uh, head baseball coach Robert Kravitz will be joining us about twenty minutes or so into our second hour. So Man, you talk about a show. We have got one for you today. Parrot Academy Day here on the show with Kristen Beeman and Robert Kravitz. Uh, TGIF with IP and sales executive to the stars, uh, Jason Bryant, all on the same show. This is going to be a great show. And it's going to be a very fun uh, birthday game, too. We've got, uh, man, how about this for local birthdays? Coach Clifton Hargett, one of the good guys in our area. And then Chris Edwards, who's been a uh, regular visitor of the show. Today's his birthday, too. So, uh, man, we have got, you're getting your money's worth there today. We're back online. We're back on the app, uh, and, uh, online on, uh, at betonthebull.com. So man, what a great way to end the week. Okay. Tell you what, before we jump into my monologue, let us thank, uh, our good friends over at Lenore community college LCC has been the title sponsor of this show since pretty much day one. They are a day one sponsor. But even more important than that, for more than 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call our good friends over at LCC at 252 527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you, my friend, can change your life today. Thank you, uh, Richie Honeycutt. Thank you, Dr. Rusty Hunt. Thank you, 
all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We truly do appreciate you. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Help me out with a couple of ads, and we'll be right back. Preparation, persistence, sense of purpose. Qualities that lead to victories on the field of play and qualities that create winners in the classrooms of Lenore County Public Schools. We pursue excellence. In 14 different varsity sports and scores of academic and technical programs, we rise to the test. We are Team LCPS. John Dawson, let me tell you about Downey's Protection Systems. Preach it, brother. There you go. Downey's Protection Systems of Kinston. They've been servicing eastern North Carolina for more than 30 years. I got to tell you, John, I judge a house or a home here in Kinston or Lenore County if I don't see that little depth sign in the front yard of their house. You break in. <laughs> that's, that's it exactly. Listen, Depths specializes in residential and commercial installation and service of security systems, fire alarm systems, camera systems, and access control. For more information for a consultation, please visit depthsnet.com. That's D-E-P-S-Net.com. And this is the truth. You tell them, John Dawson. That's right. Before I even turned on the power at my house, what was the first call I made? Depths. That's it. I called Downey's Protection System. So if you want your house protected as well as mine is protected, call Tom Vermillion and the folks over at Down East Protection Systems. A rental parrot academy is the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region. Located on a beautiful 80-acre campus in Kinston, parrot draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, Newburn, Wilson, Goldsboro, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville, and maybe Hookerton. Parrot Academy remains steadfast in its purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment for its students. Arendelle Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kinston. And it's sort of appropriate uh, having uh, Jonathan uh, do that uh read there for since today is parrot academy day okay let's jump into this uh underdog fantasy man man a lot of things happening since uh what in just 10 days we start uh online gambling uh here in uh, north carolina everything is going to be legal that is going to be exciting and if you've noticed the underdog uh, fantasy app uh, it has actually especially uh if you've not got in yet then you need to get in okay up to $100 deposit, they will match you if you use promo code HANKS, and everything is about to be open. There are free games that are going on right now where you don't even have to pay anything, and you can still win money. You can do that right now. But, uh, man, the ACC tournament just right around the corner. In fact, it starts, I guess, in about 10 or 11 days, and uh, online gambling is going to be legal here. Don't, don't use any of those other scrubs. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Your boy Brian plays it. Paul Whittington plays it. Jason Bryan is playing it. All the cool kids are playing right now. And again, like I said, uh, if you uh, go to underdogfantasy.com or download the free Underdog Fantasy app, use the promo code HANKS, and you will get uh, up to your initial deposit up to $100 matched. Go check that out. I think uh, you guys, it's going to just be a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. I'm having a ton of fun with it. You can too. Okay. Uh, when we get Jason here, we'll talk about the WRNS St. Jude Golf Classic. That's his baby. And it is just a week from tomorrow. Uh, and I think we're getting up against the deadline for uh, sponsors. I don't think he's got any more playing spots left, but we'll find out 
all that from him when he joins us here later on this hour. Okay, uh, LCC men's basketball. I've been messaging with uh, Coach Grantham this morning. They ended up when everything shook out. I thought they would be at home a week from Monday uh, in the uh, tournament. However, they are not. They received a first-round bye. They uh, got the four seed. They uh, got a first-round bye and uh, will be uh, at Cape Fear Community College. Uh, we don't know who their opponent is yet, but they'll be playing them Thursday down in Wilmington, a uh, week from last night on Thursday. God, I want to go to that game so bad. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens between now and then. But, uh, but again, uh, going to have Coach Grantham on the show that morning, and when we get more details about who they're playing and all that, we'll get that out there to you. But I know uh, the last couple of days we've been talking about, or I, not last couple of days, but yesterday, uh, we were under the assumption that they were going to be playing at home on Monday. Well, they are not Keith Spence. They are going to be at uh, Cape Fear as the four seed, uh, probably taking on uh, – it looks like it might even be uh, – just the way I've looked at it here, man, I need to get Lynn Hartz on here. That's what I should have done. Maybe we'll do that on Monday. But maybe taking on Pitt Community College again. How about that if it's uh, LCC and Pitt Community College in the uh, – quarterfinals of the region 10 tournament down at cape fear that would be awesome but uh, again uh, as we get more details we'll let you know about that lcc baseball uh, they are going to be busy all weekend long uh, they're going to be uh, hosting potomac state out of kaiser west virginia this weekend uh, four games this weekend a, a pair of doubleheaders saturday and sunday on Saturday, it begins at noon. Yes, if you hear my cat meowing in the background, that is Stormy. He is trying to get into uh, the bedroom, Linda, if you want to uh, let him in there. I ought to put like a little wireless mic on him so he could talk to you too. <laughs> uh, but uh, LCC Baseball, uh, they have two doubleheaders against uh, Potomac State. They play uh, Saturday at noon and then Sunday at 11 a.m., now, bear in mind, keep up with weather and stuff because we've already had weather affecting uh, games at the LeClaire Classic, which we'll get to here in a moment, that uh, I'll be on the mic for all day today and then on Sunday too. But uh, be sure to uh, pay attention to the weather. But again, LCC Baseball 9-4 and four overall versus Potomac State. Four games scheduled for this weekend. We'll see how many of those they're able to get in. Man, I uh, got to hang out for the first time, I think, in this calendar year. With Danny Rice last night out at uh, at the ECU basketball game, man had fun at the Pirate Club pregame meal. Uh, then the game itself, though, not as much fun as uh, the Pirates uh, had a tough time. They took on a very, very good uh, Memphis team coached by Penny Hardaway. And, uh, man, I guess the nice way I can say this here, guys, they, they kind of had it handed to them, 82-58. Uh, to 58. Ended up being the final, and really a game they just really weren't in the entire time. They now fall to uh, fourteen and fourteen overall. They're seven and eight in the American Conference, and they are uh, at Texas State Sunday. So, uh, man, just a tough loss for them last night. Had won three in a row. Now I guess they've lost a uh, three in a row in the conference. Now they've lost a couple in a row. Uh, so maybe they can get back on, uh, get back in lockstep against uh, Texas State Sunday at three o'clock. The ECU women's basketball team, they are home Sunday at 2 o'clock. Now, uh, we've been teasing this. How about the ECU baseball team? They host the LeClaire Classic, one of my favorite events all year long out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, now, their schedule has been shifted around uh, this morning. 
Let me get my schedule pulled up here. They uh, pl- uh, they play today at 2 o'clock. Uh, that game was originally scheduled, I think, for 4.30. It's been moved up to 2. And then the first game of the day, that's right. Uh, I will, as soon as this show's over, I'm going to be getting in the Mustang pointed uh, towards Greenville as Cal State Fullerton in southeastern Louisiana. They are scheduled to play at 10 a.m. today. So uh, there you go. I will be... Uh, uh, like I said, I'll be on the road over there. If you go out there this weekend, uh, send me a text. I'd like to know you're out there. Maybe I could see if the boys will let me give you a shout-out on the mic uh, uh, at uh, Clark LeClaire for the LeClaire Classic uh, this weekend. But Cal State Fullerton in southeastern Louisiana, they play each other at 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, and then at 2 o'clock uh, today, uh, it's uh, ECU versus Purdue. Thank you, Spence. Yes, the mean green of North Texas. That's who uh, ECU uh, basketball is going to be playing. Oh, I said Texas State. Oh, okay. Thank you. I, I said Texas State. It's North Texas that uh, ECU men's basketball will be playing Sunday at 3 o'clock. See, I love this. I've got editors that listen to me that uh, help correct me when I'm on the air. Thank you, Spence. I do appreciate that. Uh, the LeClaire, Cla- LeClaire Classic, like I said, uh, it's scheduled. They will be playing today at 2. That's been moved up. Uh, tomorrow's game is against Cal State Fullerton. That game is at 3.30, still scheduled for 3.30. And then Sunday at uh, 1 o'clock still against Southeastern Louisiana. But uh, it would behoove you, especially where we're going to be having some patchy weather, some rain and stuff coming in this weekend. It would definitely, like I said, behoove you to uh, make sure that you check check, uh, social media and uh, make sure that uh, you're not going out there late for – for some of these games that are going to be taking place uh, out at the LeClaire Classic. ECU softball there. Well, I should have told you ECU baseball 5 and 3. Hopefully they'll be 8 and 3 after this weekend. ECU softball 16 and 2 overall. They begin the Purple and Gold Invitational today. Uh Appalachian State's in that, St. Joseph's is in it and Youngstown State is in it. And those uh those games have been rearranged too. Uh, I know initially they were supposed to be starting at 3 o'clock today. Uh, but I know that that's been moved up too. So, uh, again, if you are headed out, uh, to, uh, uh, to ECU for a softball or baseball, just make sure you check their social media and see what's going on there. ACC basketball, uh, a busy slate of games tomorrow. The big game of the day, Greg Clemens's NC state Wolfpack are at number nine, North Carolina. That is is going to be a, a big deal. That's going to be a big game. Uh, NC State, like I said, and, NC, and UNC, that game is at 4 o'clock tomorrow. It's on ESPN. NC State is 17-11 and 11 overall. They're 9-8 and eight in the ACC. Carolina, 22-6 and six overall in first place in the ACC at 14-3. And, three. and uh, so there you go with that. And i tell you what, uh, let's give you the rest of these games too. Virginia is at Duke tomorrow. That game, well, I should have told you, Carolina and State on ESPN. Virginia and Duke tomorrow. At 6 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, so I can tell you, I know one of my TVs are going to be on uh, the ECU baseball game tomorrow. And then, uh, man, I'm going to have ACC basketball on my other TVs. And, heck, we might even throw, uh, I don't know, Xfinity Racing up on one of them. I don't know. Uh, other games that are taking place tomorrow on ESPN, too. At noon, Florida State and Georgia Tech. Uh, that will be, like I said, on ESPN, too. At 5.30 tomorrow, Wake Forest at Virginia Tech. That's going to be on the CW Network. Uh, Pittsburgh is at Boston College. That's on the ACC Network at 6 o'clock. 
Back on the CW Network will be Clemson at Notre Dame at 745 and then at 8 o'clock tomorrow night on the ACC Network, Syracuse at Louisville. So pretty much everybody in the ACC is playing tomorrow. Uh, so uh, be sure to check that out tomorrow. Okay, I tell you what, da, 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 the Hurricanes, Carolina Hurricanes, we'll get that in before we call Coach Kristen Beeman. Uh, the Hurricanes, they won last night. Big win for them. They scored three goals in the second period and ended up winning at Columbus last night, 4-2. to two. They are now 37-18-6. They have 78 points. The Hurricanes do. They're five points behind uh the uh, New York Rangers, Jacques Passelegs, New York Rangers and the Metropolitan. They are fourth in the Eastern Conference. And, uh, you know, you heard uh, Mike Martin and uh, Jacques and I talking about going to the uh, uh, Rangers versus Hurricanes game on March 12th. We're going to have another uh, cool person going with us. Danny Rice is going to be going with us, too. So uh, we're going to have a fun night that night. Going to uh, be supporting our Hurricanes. Man, that would be really cool. March 12th, Rangers at Hurricanes. If we could get a whole bunch of uh, Kinstonians. We've already got six going. Uh, Jacques and his two boys. Mike Martin, myself, Danny Rice, Paul Whittington's going to be at the game that night. Uh, let me know if you're going too, man. We've got a, we'll have us a little party up there in Raleigh that night. But that's uh, Tuesday, March the 12th versus the New York Rangers. I'll tell you what. We're going to, we'll give you your spring sports update and your hometown hero update here. And uh, after we get through with this interview with uh, uh, with Kristen Beeman, we're going to get her up here on the line with us as we are going to uh, preview the Parrot Academy softball team and uh, their season this year. Uh, I tell you what, before we do that, though, let me thank Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car service. It's absolutely positively where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is owned by my good friend and local sports riding legend, Keith Spence. It's open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service. When you need new tires, tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And joining us right now on the Spence Automotive guest line is the head softball coach of those Arundel Parrot Academy Patriots. It's Kristen Beeman making her debut. Now, this is going to be weird for me, Coach Beeman, because usually when I say Coach Beeman, I'm talking to your husband. But uh, So uh, I'm going to be saying Coach Beeman and hearing a female voice. It's going to throw me off. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, okay? I think it's a little jarring for the kids sometimes, too. They're still getting used to it themselves. Well, God, <laughs> listen, my players. well congratulations. Before we even get into softball, before we get into looking back at last year, previewing this year, all that kind of stuff, congratulations to you and Coach Matt. I guess I could call you Coach Kristen. How's that? Yeah, that sounds great. That's what my players call me. Well, th- Thank you. Well, very good. That's what I'll do. But listen, congratulations. Uh, I mean, uh, what, over the past year, year and a half or so, uh, you and Coach Matt, I'll call him Coach Matt just for, uh, the, the same, <laughs> for the same purpose, and a beautiful baby. In fact, I used yep. that picture the other day uh, for when I had, the last time I had Coach Beeman on uh, to uh, I, just a, a beautiful baby. And uh, I myself got married this past uh, December, so I know how awesome that is too. But congratulations on that. And how has that affected uh, affected your life as a coach, as a teacher and everything, Coach Kristen? Well, thank you. Um, you know, just a lot less sleep in my house right now. 
Um, so we're all, all pulling together, but running on fumes and it takes both of us to get everybody where they need to go and all the things that everybody's got going on, but it's awesome. You know, we love every minute of it, but just a lot less sleep right now in our house. Well, you know what, and this is a question I probably should have asked uh, Madison Lee Harvey from uh, South Lenore also, because uh, I had her on yesterday as we were doing South Lenore Day here on the uh, show. But that's one of the things, I guess, and I'm talking about myself even as a fan, Coach Kristen, that that I don't really consider. I mean, I think of, you know, of you and Coach Harvey and, you know, the other female coaches and, heck, even male coaches to a degree, too, that, you know, oh, you know, your life is 100% coaching softball and, you know, and all that, but Man, would you insert a, a baby in there? That that changes a lot of dynamics, doesn't it? It does. It does. It really does. And I've got a seven-year-old and an eleven-year-old too. So I left practice yesterday. My practice yesterday at Parrots took my eleven-year-old daughter to her travel ball practice right after. So it's a busy time, but we love it. We enjoy it. Now we've got an eight-week-old in the mix too, but he's just gonna <laughs> hop in the car seat and come right along. He'll probably be at our JV baseball game this afternoon with his grandma. So. <laughs> Well, as long as you've been coaching, too, and you've been at uh, Parrot Academy uh, since 2017 as the uh, head softball coach there, how much do you incorporate? Because, I, you know, I, I see other sports, too, you know, like in basketball. I see, uh, you know, Coach Tindall, Perry Tindall over at Kenson, and his kids are always out there, you know, a lot of times for practice, a lot, definitely for games and all that. How did I, do your players – do they sort of become maybe like, uh, I don't know, like aunts and uncles to your kids when they're out there? They do. They really do. And my daughter, she's old enough now that she comes out to our practices every afternoon and she loves it. I think the girls enjoy having her around. She's in fifth grade. But, you know, even with my younger ones, my players babysit for me. And, you know, that's one of the fun things about being at a school that size and especially in our area. Your players really become you're really close to you and your whole family. So it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of and have your family around as much as we can. Well, you know, it makes it almost predetermined that, you know, if you're a coach's kid and I mean, how many times were you, how many times have you seen, you know, a coach's kid that the kids are out there all the time for practice that eventually down the road. And I know your kids are a long way away from this coach Kristen, but that, uh, it almost makes it predetermined that they're going to be a coach down the line. Doesn't it? Maybe we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're either going to want to be involved or they're going to want to be as far away from it as possible. That's all they know. So we'll see. <laughs> that is too funny. On the line with us right now, Coach Kristen Beeman from Arundel Parrot Academy, uh, the the head softball coach of those Patriots. And uh, let, I tell you what, let's take a look back at last year, Coach. Uh, a nine and nine season, a uh, a pretty good season. I, I'm not, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. When you look back at the uh, 2023 season, Coach, what's going to stand out to you the most? Um, you know, I was really proud of of our girls last season. We fought hard. We played some good competition. Um, you know, my biggest takeaway from from last year and the season before. You know, I didn't have a true pitcher for about two years. I had, you know, Isabel Faulkner pitch for us for two years and did a tremendous job, but she was a middle infielder and she stepped up for us when we needed her to. It wasn't where she wanted to be on the pitching rubber, but she stepped up for us when we needed it and did a tremendous job, even though that really wasn't where she wanted to be. Um, so I was really proud of the girls and how we finished the season. We ended up losing to Hickory Grove Christian by one run in the semifinals. So that was a little bit of a heartbreaker and kind of the same way we'd gone out the year before. But, I mean, we fought right down to the wire, and I was proud of how, how our season went and really proud of the girls. And I graduated four seniors who'd been an integral part of our program for 
five and six years for some of those girls because we don't have JV softball up here. We never have. So I have girls on our team in seventh and eighth grade. So I had four seniors who'd been a huge part of our program for five and six years. So saying about it, it's almost hard for everybody, but I'm really proud of the mark that they left on our program and the influence they had on all the younger players coming along. So last year was great. And I'm really proud of how, how we finished the season, even though we didn't quite make it as far as we wanted to, but. Well, but the neat thing about it is, too, is I, as I'm looking at your schedule from last year, you really ended up the regular season strong. Uh, won your last three regular season games, like you said, of uh, uh, Hickory Grove Christian. They're out of Charlotte, right? They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but lose, uh, in, you know, to them to end your season for the second straight year in a row. You had to have been proud of the way that that regular season ended, Coach. I was. I was incredibly proud. Very good. Uh, well, i tell you what. Let's uh, pivot to uh, this year's team, Coach, and uh, just give us a – this is my favorite part of this, uh, of doing these spring sports previews, is just giving you that opportunity to uh, brag on these kids that are with you this year. Tell us a little bit about the 2024 edition of the Parrot Academy Patriots, Coach. Well, we look very, very different this year. Um, I've got one one returning player in the same starting position they were in last year. (laughs) So we've got a very different look. We're very young. Um, I've got some middle schoolers starting for us this season. And like I said, every everybody's in a new position except for one player. But I really couldn't be more proud of how hard these girls have worked during the preseason and, you know, since practice officially started. I mean, everybody's really stepped up and embraced their new role and trying to learn as much as they can about, you know, their position and their new role on the team. And we've already improved tremendously just in the past month, month and a half during preseason. And, our preseason wasn't didn't look this season like it did in years past, obviously, because I missed a few weeks in early January because of the birth of our son. But, yeah, I really couldn't be more proud of these girls and how hard they've been working, how they've stepped up. So I'm excited to see how we look this afternoon. Well, And, again, uh, I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show. You, you open your season today uh, at home against Eastern Wayne, an undefeated Eastern Wayne team. Well, tell me about some of these girls. I'll break them down. Uh, who are – who are going to be uh, your leaders that you're going to be counting on this year, Coach? Well, I've got one senior in Nell Mason Morris, and she's been on the team since she was in seventh grade. Um, so this is her sixth year on the team. She's my starting third baseman and our captain. And she's going to be a huge contributor for us this season on defense and at the plate. Sydney Myers is catching for us this season. She has not caught for us since she's been on the team. She's a junior, but she – was a bracket catcher for travel ball when she was a little younger. So she's been doing great behind the plate. Just needed to get some of the rust off of her, her catching skills, but it's all coming back to her and she's been doing a great job for us. So I'm excited to see how much those girls do contribute. They're my only true upperclassmen. I've got one senior and one junior. And then um, Callie Sanderson has been moved to shortstop for us this season. She played center field for years for us, and now she's been moved to shortstop, and she's stepped up and done a tremendous job. So I'm excited to see how she plays this afternoon. And Claire Mixon is going to be our starting pitcher this year. She's a freshman, so we are we're young. So whatever we can accomplish this year, you know, we're we're working towards next year and the future. So we're just hoping to you know really get our feet underneath us this year and understand our role and our position and like i said everybody's improved tremendously already so i can't wait to see where we are in may that is awesome well tell me this uh you guys uh as young as you are 
I mean, obviously, uh, listen, you're not a coach, you're not an athlete if you don't go out on the field expecting to win every game that you play. But what are, realistically, uh, with as young as a team, like you said, your starting pitcher is a freshman. And I don't know another program in our area that can say that, that their number one pitcher is going to be a freshman. Uh, what are your realistic expectations for this team this year, Coach Kristen? Realistically, I don't have any kind of, you know, win-loss expectations. I really just want everybody to be comfortable and confident in themselves a couple weeks into the season. Because, like I said, everybody's working really hard and trying to learn. And I'm incredibly fortunate that all these girls are very, very coachable. So, I mean, anything you tell them, they soak it up like a sponge and try to fix it and work hard on it. So, I just want to see everybody get comfortable in their positions. I'm still seeing a lot of, you know, players that are unsure of themselves and trying really hard, but just not quite comfortable in their positions and their roles yet. So that's really what I want to see is them settle in and be comfortable with themselves and their positions and so that they can really enjoy it and give it their best. And that's what I'm looking for this season and, you know, building for next year. Don't want to take anything away from No Mason's senior year. You know, we're going to give it our best for her and for everybody, obviously, but that's really what I want to see is just some, some growth and some maturity in the players so that they can really enjoy the season in their new roles and feel more comfortable and confident in what they're doing every day. I love it. I love it. In fact, you just took my next question away. I mean, I know a lot of times when you talk to coaches, uh, they don't like to I – mean, let me uh, reset here. Hey, you're listening to Kristen Beeman. Uh, she's a head softball coach over at Rendell Parrot Academy. Uh, what, this is your eighth season or seventh season now, Coach? This is my seventh at seventh. Parrot. There you go, your seventh season now over at Rendell Parrot Academy. And, you know, a lot of times – and, again, I've been doing this for 32 years now uh, covering high school sports – and a lot of times you don't like I, – I, you very rarely hear a coach say the word rebuilding or, you know, building towards next year. But when it's realistic like that, it's it's not a bad thing to say that to, to look towards the future, is it, Coach? It's not, especially when, like I said, you know, we don't have a JV program. So yeah. when I've got girls starting who are in 7th, 8th, and ninth grade, you know, I don't – sometimes you got to call it what it is. And they know we're rebuilding. We know we're rebuilding. The coaching staff does. So – you know, we we're going to have a lot of strong years ahead of us. So sometimes you've got the years, and and I had a season like this about five years ago at Parrot too. But we had a lot of really successful seasons after that. So we're putting in the work, and like I said, again, I couldn't be more proud of of how bought in these girls have been this season. That is awesome. Again, Coach Kristen Beeman joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now as we're talking to Rendell Parrot Academy softball. I've got to ask you this because it's, it's a unique dynamic with you, and you know how much I love your husband. I mean, Coach Matt Beeman <laughs> is just – he is, and he knows that he's one of my all-time favorites, and I'm talking about him in my entire career. He's just one of the good guys. But uh, he just so happened to be the softball coach before you were uh, there – does he ever uh, – do you ever – I don't know. I mean, do you ever seek advice from him, or does he give you unsolicited advice of, you know, uh, you know, uh, Kristen, back in the day when I was a head softball coach at Parrot and, you know, uh, winning championships and this and that, this is how we did things. Does he ever do that, or am I just uh, uh, exaggerating way too much here, Coach? No, all the time. He came out <laughs> my field the other day and said the old the old coach would have gone fifteen to zero with this team. <laughs> no, we we have a lot of fun together. I mean, you know, he he and I think alike in a huge number of ways. So when he does give me advice about things, it's usually something that I'd already been thinking about anyway. 
in the back of my head and I do go to him for advice, you know, before you know, my previous job, I coached at Lawrence Academy for 10 years and he and I coached against each other. So I've got a tremendous amount of respect for him as a softball coach and he's got a tremendous amount of knowledge. So yeah, I do, I do bounce things off of him and, and he gives me ideas. But like I said, it's rare that it's not something I've already had kind of milling in the back of my mind anyway. So He's great to have around as a resource, even though he does talk a little junk to me sometimes about the three state championships he's won. Uh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, let me ask you this, though, Coach Kristen. Do you give him football advice? Do you? Because you're at all the games. Do you uh, see something? And, you know, see, that's what would be really cool. You go up to him and say, "Uh, Coach, you know, I think you probably should have ran it there instead of uh, trying to, you know, pass out to the flat there. Do you ever give him football advice? Absolutely not. I'm not questioning (laughs) any of his decisions. That is life rule number one. (laughs) No, I mean, we enjoy talking football, too. You know, I love being on his sidelines. I like seeing his passion as a coach. That's fun for me as a spouse. Uh, But, nope, I'm not not questioning anything he does. I know he questions himself enough, so I'm not not doing that. (laughs) Well, that is awesome. Last question for you, and, yes, it is a, a football question again. How excited are you for Gatlinburg? You know, we're going to be going out there. Uh, uh, very excited. I don't know. We, we don't have details yet, but I know that myself and Paul Whittington and Jimmy Smith and Jason Bryant, we're all going to try to be in Gatlinburg for that eight-man showcase game, I guess, on August 10th, whatever the date is. It's uh, week zero of the uh, high school football season, though. But uh, how excited are you? Please tell me you're going to be out there, too. I will be there. Um, yep, I'm excited. I'm glad you guys are going to be able to join us. It's going to be awesome. Add, a, add, add the media into that, so that's going to be really fun. Glad you guys are going to be able to do that. We're really excited. I can't wait to see, you know, what this team looks like for him. I know how excited he is for next season. Yeah. You know, kind of redeem themselves a little bit from last year. <laughs> I know he's talked about having a bad taste in his mouth from last season, so – I'm excited for them and excited to see what this whole experience is like because I've heard a lot about it already, you know, from him and Evangel Christian, the team that they're going to be playing. So I'm excited to see what our guys look like on that kind of stage. I, me too, man. I, you know, we've seen them just dominate as much as they have here in, uh, you know, in North Carolina with his four state championships, three runners up. And you said it exactly right, Coach Chris. And he came on here, uh, what is it, within the last couple of weeks when we were talking about this. And he just talked about the bad taste that he had in his mouth. And uh, it's not like you need a whole lot to, uh, to motivate Matt Beeman, but I think he's <laughs> properly <laughs> uh, motivated this year, don't you? He is, for sure. For sure. Well, very He's got a, a ton of passion for what he does. Like I said, that's one of the things that I really, really love about him. Well, awesome. Well, tell me this. Uh, we'll, we'll end on this here. Uh, Coach Kristen Beeman here on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line this morning. Uh, Eastern Wayne, uh, you, do you have a scouting report on them? What are you expecting in uh, today's home game today to open the season at Arundel Parrot Academy? Yeah, we're going to have our hands full at the plate today, it sounds like. Um, their starting pitcher has an ERA from last season, I think, of point three five is what I've seen. Um, and she struck out 21 against Green Central earlier this week. So we're going to have whoa, whoa, whoa. the plate. She struck out 21? 21, yep. <laughs> Wait a minute, y'all play seven innings. Did she strike? Was every out a strikeout? I believe so. And that was that was the stats. That's all on Max Prep. So, Goodness gracious, yeah. a lot well, <clears throat> yeah. Coach, <laughs> exactly. I, hey, good luck today. Thank you so much for joining us Thank here you. on the show. 
And uh, not just today. Good luck this season, and uh, I hope to talk to you soon, Coach. And tell Thank Co- you. Thanks for having me. Tell, tell Coach Matt we said hello, okay? I will. Thanks again. There you go. That's Kristen Beeman, the uh, head softball coach at Rendell Parrot Academy. We really do appreciate her joining us here, uh, making her uh, initial visit here on the show. I was telling uh, Linda this last night. The exciting thing is – we are coming up on our 500th unique guest in show history. And in fact, uh, Coach Beeman there, uh, Coach Kristen Beeman, she's our 497th unique guest that we've had, different guests that we've had in our, what, our 1,034 shows. So pretty excited about that. And I, I was talking to Linda. I, maybe I'll talk to Jason about this when he gets in here, and he'll be in here in the next five minutes or so. I got to – I tell you what, it's going to be neat. I think we're going to we're going to have to do something special. I don't know if we're going to get him a plaque or anything like that, but I don't know uh, whoever, our, and I don't even know who it's going to be yet, who's going to be our 500th unique guest, but it is definitely coming up here in the next couple of weeks, and that's going to be neat. And uh, I hope there, whoever it is, I hope we get them live here in the studio, and uh, maybe we'll give them a cake. Linda, maybe we'll get them some uh, cupcakes or a cake or something with number 500 on it with 500 candles. Ah, no, 500 candles would be too much. We'll talk to Jason about that when he joins us live here in the studio. But you just heard Coach Kristen Beeman there. Uh, don't forget that, uh, like I said, uh, Jason Bryant will be joining us here in about five minutes or so here live in the studio. And then in our second hour today, we're going to have Isaac Parson, our final TGIF with IP this season uh, to kick off our second hour. And then uh, Patriots head baseball coach Robert Kravitz and the athletics director over at APA. He'll be joining us about 20 minutes or so into our second hour. So, uh, man, busy, busy show. Let's jump back into uh, spring sports. Uh, We didn't get a chance to give you all the updates from that. And, in fact, uh, how about Parrot Academy? Uh, The baseball team last night improved to 2-0. Uh, with a 9-1 to win at Harold's Christian Academy last night. And like I said, the Patriots are now 2-0. and That was our only local baseball game yesterday. We've got a big slate of games taking place today in high school baseball. North Lenore Green Central, that is always such a good game. North Lenore is 1-0, and uh, and Green Central is 2-0. and That game will be in Snow Hill today. Uh, South, another matchup of undefeated teams. South Lenore will be at home. They are one and zero, and they are taking on North Duplin, who is two and zero. And that game will be in deep run today. Uh, hey, baseball! The Parrot Academy will be playing their third game this week as they host uh, Newburn uh, Epiphany or Epiphany School out of Newburn. Another matchup of undefeated teams as uh, Parrot Academy is two and zero going into that game today. And Epiphany is 1-0. Bethel Christian Academy uh, finally gets their season underway today. Uh, they have not played a game yet, and they are at Jones Senior. How about this? That'll be Trojans versus Trojans today as the Bethel Christian Academy Trojans travel to Trenton to take on the Jones Senior Trojans. But uh, Bethel 0-0, Jones Senior 1-1. And then another uh, matchup of undefeated teams today in uh, Pinetown as Aiden Grifton, who is 2-0 overall, Travels to Pinetown to take on Northside, who is 1-0. So there you go. There's your uh, schedule of baseball games. How about softball? We had a couple of results, and both our local teams won yesterday. North Lenore opened their softball season with a 17-5 route of uh, Spring Creek, and that game was in Seven Springs last night. And North Lenore comes away with a 17-5 win. Uh, The Gators fell to 0-2. Aiden Grifton 
Big win for them, a mercy rule win for them yesterday as Aiden Griffin Chargers softball team won 13-3 over C.B. Acock. The Chargers are now 1-1, one and one, and they kept C.B. Acock winless at 0-2 in 2024. We've got four softball games. You just heard us talking to uh, Parrot Academy head softball coach uh, Kristen Beeman. Her Patriots take on a very good Eastern Wayne team. And, man, I was unaware that the Eastern Wayne pitcher 21 strikeouts against Green Central earlier this year, <coughs> or earlier this week, I'm sorry. 21 strikeouts, and they only play seven innings, so my gut is every single out was a strikeout, so yikes. Good luck, Coach Beeman, or Coach Kristen, and uh, the Patriots today as you take on a good Eastern Wayne team who is 1-0 and at this point. Oh, uh, thank you. Leo Lockhart jumps in and lets me know that... Uh, let me look at this. Uh, South Lenore versus North Duplin has been canceled. Uh, well, very good. I appreciate you giving me the heads up on that. That must be a weather thing. I guess, uh, Leo, is that a weather thing? Uh, text me and let me know. Uh, no, he said it's been moved to uh, March the 11th because of uh, North Duplin still being in the basketball playoffs. Well, that makes sense. So there you go. So take that game off your schedule then. I was talking about... Uh, uh, North Duplin and South North, that game actually will not be taking place today. It has been moved to, yes, I'm typing that in, to March 11th. So there you go. Thank you. I appreciate that there, uh, uh, Leo. I really do. Okay. And now is that the deal also for softball? As I know that would be in uh, base or in baseball, but I don't know if that's the deal in softball because North Duplin is scheduled to play at South North today in softball. North Duplin uh, softball team hasn't played a game yet. But uh, South Lenore is 0-1 uh, in softball. You know, we had a uh, coach on yesterday, and she was telling us about it. Man, they played a really, really good Richlands team. Richlands is one of the best 3A teams in eastern North Carolina, and they played them really tough, but did lose that game 8-4 to earlier this week. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Man, I love you listeners. This is awesome. Leo giving me that update, and then Keith Spence uh, giving me this update. Eastern Wayne pitcher Mallory Reed she threw, and who that is who uh, Parrot will be facing today. Uh, so here's a little scouting report for you here, uh, Coach Kristen. Uh, Eastern Wayne pitcher Mallory Reed, she threw five no-hitters last year and nine one-hitters. So she had f 14 of her games last year were either a no-hitter or a one-hitter last year, and she did that as a freshman last year. So goodness gracious. Thank you, Spence. I appreciate that, uh, uh, that info for sure. But, uh, wow, a big test. Long story short, what that means is big test for uh, Parrot Academy today. Okay, other softball games that are going on. North Lenore is at Green Central. North Lenore is 1-0. and uh, Green Central is 0-2. Uh, that game will be in Snow Hill today. And then the only other game, uh, Trojan versus Trojan War here, uh, uh, Jason Bryant is Bethel Christian Academy is at Jones senior today. Bethel is opening their softball season today. They're zero and zero. Jones senior is zero and one real quick. Let me hit hometown heroes uh, update here. Reggie played last night for the Houston Rockets. They did lose one ten to one Oh five in Phoenix, but Reggie played four minutes. He had a rebound in 2000 is four minutes. They play Saturday again at Phoenix. Brandon is, uh, uh, home versus Indiana today. Damian, how about Damian Dunn and the number one Houston Cougars? They won't be one for long. <laughs> you don't think so? No. 
Well, they do play in a tough conference, that's for sure, but they are at Oklahoma tomorrow at 8. That game is on ESPN2. Trez and Georgetown, they're home versus Xavier Saturday at 7.30. Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt coming off an upset win uh, this past uh, Tuesday. Uh, they are home versus LSU Saturday at 3.30. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving all these updates from everybody that's been texting in. And by the way, Spence said, uh, that girl at Eastern One, did you hear what I said about no. she, dude? I was on the phone. Sorry. That's all right. Beat Green Central the other night. She had 21 strikeouts. Every out that was recorded by Eastern yeah. Wayne was a strikeout. Um, that's crazy. That's unbelievable. But I yeah. can I can see that happening because softball is a different sport. It it if you have a dominant a dominant pitcher with the distance that the mound is to the plate. And I'm getting into softball with Avery. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. It can well, happen. Is she going to pitch? I don't know. I don't know what she wants to do. Well, Linda gives us an update from the room over. She said there are two cats cleaning themselves and another cat's trying to attack them. All right. Let's move on from that. <laughs> That's going into the weeds, Jason Bryant. That's deep. That is very deep. Uh, Talked about Jerry. Okay. Ashanti uh, Lynch and Maryland Eastern Shore. They are home versus Howard uh, tomorrow at 2. Dante Ellis and Pitt Community College, they are they host Southwest Virginia in the first round of the Region 10 tournament Monday at 7 o'clock. Uh, Virginia Edmondson, oh, it's, it's Parrot Academy Day here on the show. Uh, Virginia Edmondson and Montreat College, they saw their season come to an end last night. They lost to Milligan in the uh, Appalachian Athletic Conference in the NAIA's Appalachian Athletic Conference. They lost 61-46. to 46. You know, she's been averaging like 21, 22 yeah. points. A game. She she's had, had a great year. She's had a great year. She had five last night on Ouch. two of 18 shooting. Ouch. O of nine from three point. Milligan must be pretty doggone good. Yeah. Uh, but she did have a block and a steal. She played 38 minutes, though. But That's tough. Uh, it was tough for them. Uh, and that wraps up our uh, hometown hero update. All that. Uh, bu- 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 yeah, bu- going back to Houston real quick. Yeah. Quickly. Um, they. Uh, one of the toughest defensive teams in the country. They play really hard. Yeah, uh, I heard it on our VSN network. They were talking about Houston and how um, some of their woes. Look at their sh- scoring and their shooting percentage. It's awful. It's like in the almost two hundreds of Division One schools. I mean, it's not good. And if you if that continues, then somebody will get them. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I got to ask you, hypothetical here, uh-huh. and I hope I'm not out of bounds in asking this question, hurting anybody's feelings in the county or anything like this, but, okay, Damian Dunn, Don Trez Styles. Mm-hmm. Damian is on the number one team in the country right now, as it mm-hmm. stands, but he's only averaging about three or four points a game. About, eh, he's had a game where he only played two minutes. Yeah. He's had a game where he played 14, 15 minutes, yeah. but he's, he's sort, sort of in that eight to ten minute range. Mm-hmm. Averaging three points, but on the number one team in the country. Don Trez is on a very bad Georgetown yes. team. Uh, but he's averaging like 34 minutes a game. He's yep. the second leading scorer on the team, but only by like a point. He's averaging like 16 and a half points a game, yep. but on an eight and 20 team. So you, Jason Bryant, what would you, where would you rather be? I mean, would you rather be on the number one team in the country? Uh, one of the favorites to make it to the final four or, uh, but hardly playing at all. Or would you rather be on a pretty bad team, but you're playing 35 minutes a game? I think both of those situations are different. Okay. I think that <coughs> Trez played on a really good team that went to the Final Four and didn't get any minutes. Now he's somewhere where he's 
personally growing as a young man and a basketball player and getting the reps he needs. It's all about reps, 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 reps. Um, Damian played a huge part at Temple, um, somewhat successful program, but he got a lot of minutes and was a key um, piece to their puzzle. Now he's somewhere. Um, is he a senior or junior? Uh, I think both. Uh, he's a senior and uh, Trez is a junior. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand why he would want to up the level of basketball he's playing. I mean, I'm sure Trez loves Georgetown, but, I mean, I don't know that I wouldn't see him maybe test the waters again in the transfer portal um, and try to get on a little bit um, more successful program to finish out. But, I mean, I think it's working for both of them. I think it's what they want to do. That's awesome. Well, like I said, but it's just um, it's a, it's crazy to me the dichotomy of it that you know yep. you've got one that's playing on the number one team but not getting a lot of minutes, and then one that playing uh, on one of the worst. Yeah, one honestly. of the worst. But he's looked good. Yeah, I mean, we Trez all know is really we all know what he's capable of. Yeah. The, the situation in Carolina just didn't work out. I mean, we've documented, we, and it we, is what we, it is. Yep, we talked about it. Roy Williams was very high on Don Trez. Don't know that when Roy left that Hubert was there all in on Dontrez, and he made a decision that was best for him. And, hey, I mean, yeah. I want what's best for the kid. I, I don't care where he plays that. I did, well, you've told me I about mean, how I, good he's yeah. been to your, your Oh, kid. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I wish time just gets by and everything gets busy. I wish we could have gone up there and seen him play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, maybe next year wherever he ends up, as long as it's not on the West Coast somewhere, we can go – and check him out. Matter of fact, we need to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, we do. We absolutely do. I'm not so sure he wants to. You know what? I need to get him on the show. You know, yeah. we did Tuesdays with Trez last week or uh, last year, and uh, I, I really do. I need to get him back yeah, here on the show. you got him picked on, man. You got him picked on for Tuesdays with Trez. W- with Duke. Duke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't get him picked on. Sure he did. I thought he was good last year. Uh, but – I, I'm not so sure he won't stay at Georgetown, though. you got to well, think I mean, he's got to be very not, appreciative. And of, I'm not breaking any news and saying yeah. he will. I mean, I haven't talked to Trez in months. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, the option's there. I mean, he's proved himself that he can do it amongst good competition. I mean, the Big East, for the most part, is a good conference. Yeah. And he's held his own. So that's what I'm saying. He he showcased himself um, and shown other people what he can do. Going into this year, nobody knew what he could do because he was sitting at the end of the damn bench. Yeah. Well, so, you did a good segue there talking about the Big East, which a lot of people say is bigger than the or is better than the ACC this year. I and I know you and I were ACC of files, I guess you could yeah. say, and it, it hurts my heart that the the nation looks at the ACC the way it does. I still think, I mean, listen, when you've got teams losing at Notre Dame, who is bad, yeah, but you've got good ACC teams losing up there. I think the ACC is as good as anybody. I really do. Well, I mean, they your put, thoughts. They put so much weight in in early in the year. I mean, that's where it all comes from, Brian. These the ACC Big Ten Challenge, the Big East thing they do with whatever conference they do it in, and there's so much weight put on those events and those results and non-conference. But let's be realistic. Where does the non-conference happen? It happens in the in the beginning of in November and December, all before January first. Look yeah. at how much basketball is played from January to March Madness. I mean, you got two solid months of you know grit. I don't want to start conference games in November, but I mean, you can't put so much weight on it because oh. they're just assuming because of the records against non-conference that ACC is garbage. I mean, I'd argue 
I'd argue that some of those, and I mean, another topic for another day, and we got, you know, ACC tournament coming up in two weeks, so there's plenty of time to talk about, and I'll do some research, but if you go back and look at, like, the ACC Big Ten Challenge and look at some of the losses, and I'm just using a school, for example, like a Clemson or, or a Wake Forest, good luck playing them right now. Mm-hmm. There's none of them that want to play them. Oh, I know. And if they get in, they're going to be a tough out for somebody. Yeah. But, I mean, go back and look at those games early in the year where they might have lost, and I don't know if they did. Like I said, i got to research it. But, I mean, I think those games would be different in first week of March than they were, what, the week after Thanksgiving or the week before Thanksgiving? I mean, it's just. Well, Keith Spence jumps in and he says, uh, he says, you're wrong about Houston. He said on Ken Palm, they're number one in defensive efficiency, which you alluded to. He said they're number 17 on offense, though. Now that's a efficiency. That doesn't mean shooting percentage and all that, but uh, uh he, he's gonna make me do research. That's good. Do research. I like hey, this I one. do want to uh stand with the ACC. Did you see they released the schedule for next year? Uh for the twenty four twenty five year and not uh, like the dates and everything. I can't see you, you've got camouflage on. Uh, anyway, I'm talking to Linda there. Uh are you listening to me, Jason? Yeah, I'm I know you're looking something up here. You know, uh, you got to play everybody in the league, okay, with with these new teams, with SMU and Cal and uh, who's at Stanford coming in next year. Guess who uh, – well, Dukes is not that bad. You're home and away. You play three teams home and away, and then everybody else you either play home or you play away. So you, mm-hmm. you're going to play everybody in the league. Duke's home and away next year is uh, – that they'll play twice. Carolina, of course, you can't take mm-hmm. that away. Wake Forest, I think that's fair, but Miami. That is who your home and away is against. Guess who Virginia is? Or I'll even do Carolina real quick too, which is uh, Duke, of course, NC State. Carolina will play play them twice next year, and then Pitt is the team Carolina will play twice next year. NC State, you're gonna love this, dude. Their home and away next year is against Carolina. That that's fair. Wake Forest, that's fair. And Cal. See, State is playing home and away with Cal next year. Wake Forest next year. They're home and away. Duke, State, those are good ones. And then their third one, Stanford. <laughs> Wake Forest is going to play Stanford twice. See why? And even Virginia. They're home and away. Uh, Virginia Tech, which that's a natural. Louisville, I mean, that's been a, a pretty good rival for uh, Virginia. And SMU. So Virginia is going to have a home and away with SMU. It's just really crazy, and I can send this thing to you if you want me to, man. It's just, yeah. it, it's it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy, and that's what happens though when you add uh, a team from Texas and two teams from uh, California in the uh, in the in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah. Jason, here you go, Spence. <laughs> I love it. Effective field goal percentage forty nine point five, good enough for two hundred thirty five in the country. Wow. Uh, free throw percentage, 68.8, number 295. Two-point percentage, 48.5%, number 255. Shooting percent, number 229. That's what I'm talking. Shooting efficiency, 252. So what wow. I'm saying is they're getting a lot of fast breaks off of, off of turn, defensive turnovers, but they're not shooting the ball well. Yeah. When they go into a set offense, yeah. they're not. Yeah. Three-pointers made. Uh, 166 in the country. Uh, FTM, I'm not sure what that is. Free throws made? 205. Wow. Yeah. Scoring stats, first half, 
one one hundred first in the country, second half two hundred and second in the country. So I mean, it's just Vegas takes a deeper dive. No offense, Spence, but yeah. Ve- Vegas takes a deeper dive than just Ken Palm rankings. Yeah. Greg Clemens jumps in, and we're talking about the schedule here. He's upset about NC State, of course, with Carolina Wake home and homes, but Cal, and he's like, but not a home and home with Duke. State and Duke should play each other twice every year. They see, should. See, they, they should. See, the, the triangle. See, I disagree, teams. Greg, because I'm waving the white flag. I don't want to play y'all Monday. I'm just being honest as a Duke fan. I hate playing State. Yeah. Well, it's their Super Bowl of the year, that game. How about that? State playing Carolina on Saturday and then Duke on Monday. I mean, two games and what, a three days? What I need if, is for State to beat Carolina tomorrow and then let us beat them Monday. Because if they, if they lose to Carolina, they'll beat us Monday. Well, I, no, I'm I, and, and Mr. Clemens is listening right now. I can go ahead and tell you, State ends up winning both of them just enough to keep Kevin Keats's job, which just, you know. I think his job's safe because I think he's done enough. Yeah. Unless something really bad happens. He goes out the first week or first game at ACC tournament or something. But wouldn't that be – and I got to tell you, and I love Mr. Clemens, but I'm having just as much fun with his, how much he hates Kevin Keats. Oh, 